Hello and welcome to our new uncut podcast, The Feminine. I'm Juana, your host, life coach and founder of TheFeminine.com, a digital platform dedicated to women all over the world. A place where we champion a new paradigm of how to take care of yourself connected to spirituality, your spiritual self connected to your emotional self connected to your physical self, the feminine way. And we're really exploring, understanding, defining what that feminine way is all about. In this episode of The Uncut, we talk about a super important topic, healing and a healing journey through the feminine energy. So really stay tuned because I think you're going to love the episode and it's going to, you know, create the context and give you more clarity on your path, wherever you are on your path right now. And we've touched some of this topic in the previous episodes, 26 and 27 episodes, where I share about my story and how I developed my method around working with the inner child and the feminine energy. And if you're curious to learn more about any of that, you can always check them out on thefeminine.com slash uncut, which is where our podcast lives. And we also have something very new to share that's really exciting for us because we've just launched a new mini course and it's free and it's really beautiful. It's called Be Your Radiant Beauty and it's designed to address and offer you the catalyst energy, which is the feminine energy that you maybe are searching for or want to go deeper with to understand more your body, your feminine self, your access to shining that feminine self and expressing it into the world, learning how to love yourself and feel that love through working with the body, through working with your emotions, and also how to bring that feminine self in your relationship to men. So it addresses also relationship to ourselves as women relationship to men. It's really beautiful and it's designed for you and it's available and it's free. Please sign up for it. It's really amazing. Share it with your sister, your friend, your daughter, your mother, your even your girl boss. Thefeminine.com slash mini course. And this is where you're going to find it. Of course, we're going to link it in the comments section for you to, you know, be able just to click on any device and get it. It's beautiful really beautiful we loved doing it so let's let's really dive into healing the feminine way and understanding what the feminine energy is all about and what can it bring into our lives and what are the benefits for us women but also for men in working with the feminine energy i have my uh, my colleague with me my partner and my sister Johanna. And she's been going through a healing uh, moment today and she's going through all the emotions of a healing uh, part process, uh, you know, journey. And um, I think it's very personal and specific for her, this podcast. So, (laughs) In fact, I just changed in the past 30 seconds the questions I wanted to ask you today. See? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Because uh, the questions on paper are very general and uh, theoretical. But now I was thinking that I feel like shit, like like mean, like really feel like shit. I didn't sleep for two nights in a row. And I just want to ask you, how can the feminine energy help me go through this shitty moment? (laughs) Well, um... 
before I answered your question, I was thinking of throwing some questions back at you, but I'm going to answer. First of all, one of the things that, you know, enables women to go through shitty moments in relationship to the feminine is how much the feminine can envelop you in love. Mm -hmm. and how much it can support you. And uh, this in a physical environment, in a physical space, can really be you working with your physical body. You really becoming soft with yourself so that you allow whatever emotions, negative and whatever insights about where you are right now to occur, allowing that to occur. But it also can extend to the circle of sisters that can listen authentically to who you are, not to your shitty moment, and support your growth. And then I think once that is really anchored inside of a crisis, a healing crisis or just a crisis, any crisis brings growth and healing. Yeah. Um, then it can extend outside your inner universe and your sacred circle and heal or uh, order whatever imbalance has happened or is happening in the outside. The reason I asked you this question right from the very beginning is because right in this moment, I think is for the first time since I know you and we've been working together, since I really feel it can help me. I, I you are letting it can go help me. of the doubt. I don't know what I'm <laughs> letting the attachment go. <laughs> probably to the masculine yeah. way of <laughs> probably <laughs> yes, probably yes. And it also came back to me now something you told me yesterday that it's time for me to start honoring the feminine. Yesterday I was too confused to ask you what do you mean by that, but I think now it's a good opportunity. To ask this question, not only for me, the last person who matters now, it's me specifically, but I think it's um, something that concerns all of us because probably we dishonor the feminine energy without being even aware we are doing that. Well, for a, for a woman who just enters this conversation and maybe hasn't done any specific work in relationship to the feminine energy, Honoring the feminine energy, and that also can include men, can start with understanding that there is feminine energy and there is a feminine way of approaching life, a feminine way of moving through life, feeling life. And that for women is crucial to tap into. Why is it crucial? Because if you are a woman and you have a soul, the soul of a woman and the body of a woman, you need a particular type of support, love, expression to feel in balance and at home. Mm -hmm. In your soul alignment, in, in aligning with your soul, aligning with your body. And most women are not there because we were living in a masculine-driven society. We were moving towards a more balanced feminine-masculine society but we're still far away from actually having the feminine values be a regular thing, something that everybody mainstream can relate to and can include in their life. So for a beginner, it would be understanding that there is a feminine way and then curiously engaging with what that feminine way actually uh, looks like. 
for skeptical like you and uh, somebody for an unaware skeptical <laughs> for yeah but you know for a stubborn <laughs> person yeah. like you who struggled a lot with disentangling from the masculine way and detaching from it you know because you've been struggling with this attachment to what you felt was safe and allowed you to be on top of things and in control because this is how you learned you know you learned to anchor your power in your mind so letting go of your mind was a threat to you because first of all you didn't have anything else powerful to shift from your mind to something mm -hmm. else and second of all uh, it would kind of like disrupt your whole persona and your whole identity so it was very threatening and you know the self-doubt of of allowing the feminine to come and guide you fully and you know in that way respect her was also something very hard for you to transition to and i think most women struggle with that i don't think it's you i know yeah, I, I struggled sure. with that in areas where for example in my work in my business and i'm gonna come back to you i struggled with it for many years like it took me uh, i think two to three years to let go of the imprint of the masculine imprint of how i manifest and how i work that was very masculine driven give us some examples well i was like taught by masculine mentors at the beginning of my coaching career so everything that i knew about how to produce results was masculine it was very logical it had to have very clear objectives you would have to work your ass off and disregard the body completely it didn't matter how much you sacrifice and you suffer and how you feel about it what would matter would be the discipline and the rigor and the logic and the focus to achieve that result so it was always killing what you were feeling to get to what you needed to get to and it was just one focus which was the end result you had to manifest and just working amazing hours drinking coffee that would be how it looked like mm -hmm. on the court you mm -hmm. know and i learned that i was living in a community where everybody was doing that we were all mental we were all talking very intellectually about transformation about spirituality about self philosophy so it was really you know a very high standard university environment but it was totally disconnected from nature it was totally disconnected from our own inner rhythms how our energy fluctuates in a day or in a week or in a month where you just need to also lay back and rest and keep the focus keep the discipline keep the structure but also include how you're feeling during that process of manifestation because the quality of living your life is as important as the result you want to achieve and i think the feminine and women focus on the quality of life men just go hunt and the price is the deer and the acknowledgement of the tribe but but women in their daily life they focus on the quality they bring food they nurture the food they're actually taking care of the little things and we we think that the little things are not important yeah. but actually it's the little things that support the growth of the big things so it's that foundational nurturing that happens through the feminine and for me working in the feminine energy manifesting through the feminine energy creating a big tribe right and just taking my spiritual feminine mission to to the whole world 
at the beginning years, the first three years, I was working like a man. While I was preaching the feminine, but it was very hard for me in the work. You know, in the love life, in sisterhood, I was letting go, I was surrendering to the feminine ways. But in my work, and people would, like my team, my inner team would like give me feedback, you know, it's too much, we're, we're overwhelmed, we're stressed, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's too intense, it's too masculine, we need to let go, we need to also take care of ourselves, just slow down, not campaign after campaign, not, you know, drive after drive. Not workshop oh, after workshop. talking about the recent past, you know, the part distant Well, past. you kind <laughs> of came into the conversation at, at the late phase okay. of my transition in, in, in work area. And of course, my little girl really was the final touch. She was the final catalyst. But it was very hard for me to let go of how I've learned to work and my work ethic and my masculine values around my work ethic. And the only thing that was in my in my head was my voice saying, there is no other way you can succeed in this masculine world. You need to make that sacrifice. There is no other way. There is no other way. And it was very hard for me to trust another way or make the leap of faith until I figure out the other way. I was struggling, inner struggling with the need to control things, the need mm -hmm. to be on top of things. I couldn't surrender to the feminine and trusting just that energy will work. And I had to nurture a lot my feminine and nurture how I feel and, you know, the values and the superpowers of the feminine energy so that this imbalance would be corrected inside of me and I could really see actually the feminine not only makes me hit my objectives 100%, it also takes care of me in the process. So maybe as a woman, considering that quality and performance can coexist and honoring quality in my life as a value could be a way shower for others, but also a reference of how feminine can support women to work and be powerful in life, in and, their career, in their work ethic. And be also healing in the same time. Yeah, and heal, and heal myself. And of course, for me, it was also a struggle because being so attached to controlling the outcome, controlling the process, it was very hard for me to um, let go. And this hardship of letting go would get me sick all the time. Physically sick. Yeah. It was this inner conflict between, you know, not respecting how I feel, how my body feels about the way I work, It wasn't about the objectives I had. Mm -hmm. The thought was, or the judgment was, I want too much. Mm -hmm. And I should not want that much. And that's the source of the disease or the sickness or the, you know, how hard it, it is. Mm -hmm. But that wasn't actually what was missing. It wasn't the fact that I wanted too much. It was how I was relating and how I was understanding getting that thing I wanted. The means you used yeah, to get there. The, the process of manifesting that. And that would create a big inner conflict inside of me because my body and my emotions would say, slow down, digest what you're experiencing right now. We need to integrate this piece before we can move on to manifest the other piece. Slow down so we have time for all areas because I was working energetically and spiritually and all the bodies have to come into alignment. And it's different speeds, different rhythms. Slow down, and I couldn't slow down. Slow down, and I couldn't slow down. And it would get me sick very often. And I would just be in a chronic 
state of sickness and I didn't really understand why, but it was fundamentally because I was seeing things in a very wrong way or in a, let's say, imbalanced way for me. Mm -hmm. I think that's the catch because um, 99% of us are not even aware of what we are missing out. And I will give you a, a funny example, but it's, it speaks for, for itself. I was um, crystal shopping with a friend a few days ago and she was asking the, the shop lady what's the crystal of her sign. She's a Sagittarius. And when the lady started to tell her the characteristics of the sign of her zodiac sign, and one of them was that she's very young. I mean, the dominant energy of her sign is very masculine. And when she heard that, she was ecstatic. She was so happy. She said, oh my God, it's so cool. I have a dominant masculine energy. I, I'm rocking everybody now. And I was just looking at her because I know her very well. And I just realized, and of course, asked myself, oh my God, am I doing the same? Yes. Because <laughs> Because it, from, you were doing the same. From, the, from the outside, you you see better when somebody else is doing your wrongdoings. And she was so proud that her dominant masculine is young, but in the same time, I know her so well, and I know how much she's struggling of not being able to have a relationship and of being dumped by men all the time because she's too pushy and she's too stiff and she's too strong and she's, uh, of course, ninety percent of her job, she uses these qualities, I mean, she uses them, but in the same time, the 10% that can really make the difference is that softness she's not seeing, or not she's not seeing, she's seeing it as weak. something weak, yes. and as something that is useless for her. And I realized in that second that I cannot tell her anything, because whatever I would tell her directly, she wouldn't understand, and she would, of course, try to convince me I'm wrong. And then... In that split of a second, I realized that healing the feminine or healing through the feminine, I don't know which one is first, it's like key to so many issues women struggle with and act like blind spots. Yes, they don't understand the root cause of yeah. the struggle. Yes, and I think there are two ideas and we've been talking about it through our podcasts and newsletters, but I think it's redefining power. I think the problem we have around accessing the feminine energy is our lack of understanding of how the feminine is powerful and in, in what way it is powerful. And this uh, keeps the imbalance going. It keeps the imbalance for men to disrespect women. And it keeps the imbalance for women to not step into their feminine nature because they feel that doing that makes them weak in a masculine-driven society. So now women want to be independent, they want to have a voice in the world, and they're going to fight for it no matter what, even if they're going to be single and have their own kids, <laughs> you know, like with bank sperm and stuff like that. So it's a trend. So it's like this complete, you know, disconnect. No matter what, I'm going to thrive. But the thriveness of women will not come through working against or in conflict with men or with their own masculine. Mm -hmm. And it will not even come through battling men with their own masculine energy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It will not come from cheering my own masculine energy and 
fighting the men outside that I'm I'm a better man as they are or at least as equal as they are. Mm-hmm. It will not come from that. There needs to be a deeper healing and a deeper accessing of the healing process collectively, which means stepping into and realizing and understanding in what way is the feminine powerful and how we as women can step into that feminine power Mm -hmm. and then balance that with the masculine power and dance with the masculine power and really be a complementary energy to that masculine power, whether it's an inside masculine or men in our lives. And when men tap into that feminine power, they respect it and surrender because it is complementary and they understand intuitively that they need it. They can be fed by it. Now, what's missing for us, which is the second idea, for us women to step into that feminine power, unlocking and going through the rites of passage of moving from adolescent energy to mature feminine energy. Which is also, you know, understanding and defining the feminine as what the feminine really means. And this unlocking needs to happen by us letting go of a couple of myths we have. Yeah, exactly. This is why I want to ask you now. Because the first thing is that we don't see the alternative. I mean, Mm -hmm. we don't even imagine there is an alternative. And the second is, uh, we are so anchored in this myth. If we were soft and vulnerable once and uh, got our heart broken by a jerk, sorry, but let's say Mm -hmm. a classical tale, we then shut down and say, I'm never going to be vulnerable and soft again because I would get hurt again. This is one of the myths that stops us from accessing the other way. Yeah. It's just so personal for me right now because my mother heart, when you were saying that, I immediately thought of Anna, my little girl, and I just, my heart just started having this 10,000 conflictual emotions in the same time. (laughs) First, like, oh my God, I hope that never happens to my girl. And then the realization, oh my God, of course will happen to my girl. Exactly. And then it was just like the pain and then the sorrow and then the anger and then the fighting and then the frustration and then the fear. And then, and then, you know, like surrender and then being vulnerable as a mother and then kind of saying, fuck, how am I going to support her? Because, you know, I can't really play the independent fuck off men kind of a game because it really doesn't work. (laughs) I've tried it, but it really doesn't work. I wouldn't teach that to my little girl. So what's the key? And the key is, first of all, that that whole jerk betrayal thing happens when you're an adolescent or in your teen, in like young life, adult life. That happens in, in a psychological stage of your life where you are fragile. Mm-hmm. You are also vulnerable and sensitive, but you are fragile. Fragile to uh, your inner universe and your emotions that are bursting up for the first time and fragile to the adult life and how life really works. So you're just fragile and vulnerable without knowing, being aware of how the world works. Yes. And I would distinguish or uncollapse fragile and vulnerable, saying that fragile is the first stage of being emotionally weak because you're unexperienced, Mm -hmm. right? And vulnerable is, in this context, with the feminine, 
about the feminine is your sensitivity, your capacity to feel, your capacity to psychically feel, emotionally feel, physically feel. Yeah, your sensitivity. So when the jerk kicks in, <laughs> you are fragile and vulnerable. Mm-hmm. The jerk experience needs to mature you and the actual rite of passage of maturing you mm-hmm. will make you strong and experienced while being vulnerable. You say that the rite of passage would be like getting through the story instead of getting stuck into the story. Yes, and it has to come with anchoring your process in sisterhood, in in a sacred circle, in your mother energy initiating you. First of all, understanding that there is a side of men that's a jerk. That's part that lives in the phenomenon of men. You know, it's something that happens. Now, how you deal with the jerk in the men and how you can relate and address the jerk while connecting with what's deeper and profound in a man is part of the lesson. And that changes you as a woman, you know? Like, I know that jerk is part of men and I know that the jerk will come off eventually at some point at the beginning of the relationship after the honeymoon phase. Mm -hmm. So I'm waiting for the jerk. And I know that the lesson that the jerk needs to get from me is not for him to have dominant power over me by shutting off my emotions and my vulnerable self. The jerk needs respect. He needs to understand that he needs to respect me, that I'm a woman worthy of his respect. Mm -hmm. So my capacity to show and initiate a man in Mm self-respect and respect for me is my capacity to see the jerk in the man, but not identify the man only with the jerk inside of him Mm -hmm. and address the higher part of him while he's acting like a jerk and slapping the jerk on his face with my feminine energy by being vulnerable and confident in my vulnerability, but also fuck you kind of energy when the wild woman just knows how to deal with the jerk. You know, what's the question 99% of the women listening to us ask now? Well, how you do that? <laughs> well, you do that by uh, f- uh, the first superficial layer, understanding that Nobody has power over your vulnerability. And how you choose to cultivate, nurture, and protect your own vulnerability is how you will choose as a woman to be powerful in life or stay a little girl or an adolescent or a wounded woman. Which would be not letting yourself be invalidated by his drugness. Yes, and which also means giving yourself space to be vulnerable, regardless of how the other person sees the vulnerability. Mm -hmm. Respecting your own vulnerability because vulnerability teaches you your emotions, your sensations, your psychic powers. And unless you actually tap into that and honor that and feel that and live by that, you will not go through the process of maturing yourself as a feminine energy and as a woman. So you won't be able to tap into the power of your vulnerability because you won't go through the growth process. You will just feel offended and betrayed and invalidated and you'll, you'll, you'll stay there mm-hmm. playing the victim role. Nobody can make you a victim. You choose to be you a victim. Choose to be. So 
It's like, you know, forgive the jerk, forgive yourself, move on. <laughs> move on by addressing the vulnerability you have and cultivating it for and knowing that it will guide you to your feminine power. I read a few days ago something that I think symbolizes what we're saying. It was a quote on Instagram or something saying that I really admire people who understand that I can forgive them without us continuing to be friends or fuck buddies. Yes. It's yeah. like forgive somebody but don't engage. Yeah, which means self-respect. Mm -hmm. Because if somebody acts like a jerk but stays on being a jerk, you don't need that guy in your life. So your self-respect includes opening yourself up to your vulnerability, going through the process of forgiveness and self-forgiveness, ending the relationship, being open from self-respect to somebody who can respect that vulnerability and can treat it for the preciousness that it is, and move on. I don't know why so many things, bits and pieces of memories come into my mind now. A friend of mine told me, uh, it's, he's a boy, he's like, it's not Mr. M, probably all her listeners miss Mr. M, it's not Mr. M, told me uh, some weeks ago, uh, I don't remember the context, that um, knowing me, it was something like knowing you taught me how to, how to treat the vulnerable things. I don't know, it was very... Poetic coming me from somebody who is very rough. It's not poetic at all. But I was like, hmm, oh nice. I mean, and I felt it here in my heart when he said that. And it was not personal. It was honest. It was just honest. Yes, because men need to learn that from women. I was looking at him and he didn't even know what words to use. It was like chemistry. It was something scientifically unidentified for him, but it was very nice. But I want to come back to the healing of the feminine because you work and you say that all the time and the progress you facilitate for the feminine address that you facilitate healing through the inner child and through the feminine energy. It's like two pivotal assets that you use. I want to stay with the feminine energy and try to tap into and deconstruct for somebody who wants to subscribe to one of our programs. What does that actually mean? How can the feminine energy just produce healing when you just stay in the intention and respect and honor and do all the things you've just said you just have to do? Well, working with the feminine energy includes activating this energy in your life. So it's energy work. Mm -hmm. And you activate it through a breath, through particular practices that work with the body, like shaking your body, like uh, meditating with your emotions in a particular way. So it's like working with your physical body and through the body, connecting with your sensations, your emotions, and with the ener feminine energy that activates itself through the breath, through the work. Mm -hmm. Tao practices, tantric practices that are feminine derived and it's just channeling that energy from the earth into your energetical subtle body that you will feel in the physical body so that energy starts working and moving through your body unlocking blockages in your body on an energetic level that just open up your emotional body and then your emotional body will infuse your physical body with inside sensations and even you know energy and emotions and that just opens up the whole process 
and wherever you are in your life, whatever topic you're dealing with or you're walking through, it will just bring up whatever needs to be catalyzed, activated, healed, understood in your own journey right then, right now. So it's a very now phenomenon and it's very connected to feeling and experiencing. It's not a mental process. Mm-hmm. You don't understand it. You have an awakening to it, mm-hmm. which comes after you experiencing it, going through it, you know. And it moves in like a, a spiral. This energy envelops you like a spiral. It takes you over and it, you know, it, it, it makes you jump into a different state of awareness. And through that jump, you become more aware of who you are, what you need to address, what you need to take care of. And aligning yourself on all these layers, physical, emotional, mental and spiritual will just make you understand what's the imbalance in your life and how you have to correct it. And this is how the feminine energy works with your mind and it shifts your mindset. Uh, speaking of all the imbalances, how do we know we have... Because I, I come back to, the, to, the, to my friend with the zodiac sign. She doesn't know. She, she's not aware she has an imbalance going on in her life. She's not aware. She's genuinely not well, aware. Well, she's not aware that she's having an imbalance, but she's aware of the effects of the imbalance. Yeah, but what do we have to look at to be aware of the imbalance and start addressing it? I, I don't think I don't think it happens that way. I think you just get fed up of the things that don't work that you want to work, <laughs> and then you you know you make that jump of say trying something that you were skeptical before. Against the stubbornness. Against the stubbornness. And you open up to something with curiosity and maybe an open heart, you know, next level. And then you jump into a process and it opens something up for you. And this is how the journey begins. I don't think it's a mental process. I don't think you have to understand. When you jump into a spiritual self-developing process, you, you have to do it from your heart. Nobody does it from the mind. You, you, you're fed up about the mind and you're willing to try something new, a new approach. And that's how you go. Now, if you want to ask me actually about what are the dysfunctions yeah. in our life as women and not only women that can be, are actually a sign a of sign. imbalance. Yeah, exactly. Then the dysfunctions are my incapacity to feel intimate with a man. And I say that whether you are in a relationship with a man or not. Mm-hmm. And what does that mean is I'm a single woman. I'm struggling to be in a relationship. I meet only jerks. I'm a single woman. I'm struggling to be in a relationship. And they all cheat on me and betray me. Okay. The, the jerk is a sign. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Or, you know, I'm over a long-term relationship and I've decided to stay on my own for a while because I'm in pain. Mm-hmm. So I'm shut down. Nobody sees me. I can't really click with any man. Or I'm in a relationship. Mm-hmm. It's been a while. We were good at the beginning, but now we're strangers. Or I'm in a relationship and uh, we're struggling. Mm-hmm. Because intimacy is not a function of having a man in your life or not. Mm-hmm. You can have a man and still lack intimacy. Mm-hmm. Intimacy is a function of the capacity to open up to love and mutually dance inside of that openness so intimacy missing and it's not missing only with men it's missing with yourself and it's missing with people in your life but you don't really focus on that Mm -hmm. you focus on the men Mm -hmm. 
any physical signs of pain in your menstrual cycle, issues with your womb, infertility, that's an imbalance. Clearly, you know, getting your life driven by the masculine and mind-oriented perspective and not connecting with your body and your body is depleted of that love and the energy, the nourishment that it needs. Kidney issues, you know, or burnout or stress or insomnia, for example, you know, because it's a Mm -hmm. spiral there. Mm -hmm. That's just a sign of not taking care of your body. Being overly intellectual, (laughs) because that's different than being mindful, Mm -hmm. right? So being very intellectual, knowing everything, being on top of things, which is really nice and it can really bring orgasms. But, you know, the type of orgasms that one feels through the intellectual mind are 10% of how you and what you feel when you're really allowing your feminine energy to give you ecstatic experiences in the body. I'm probably 10% on my feminine journey, but I can vouch that... At this 10%, small 10%, I swear I'm getting bored of smart stuff. I mean, when people just try to be smart and... I know I could give the feedback and I could engage in a smart conversation, but I just feel genuinely tired to do that. And I just, oh my god, this is boring. I mean, I started to feel it, but I'm not uh, scared of that. I simply embrace it. So I guess I I can hear you. Yeah. It also relates to your own smartness. (laughs) (laughs) Not engaging with your intellectual mind too much. I'm joking. I'm teasing you. But it's like, that's part of the imbalance. Um, Even not connected to your creativity and feeling that there is this stiff, flat uh, process of work for you. And not routine and, you know, not, not having a vision, not being inspired not being passionate about something that can be a source for women of an imbalance because they're not tapping into their psychic rhythmic process Mm -hmm. women when they're in tune with their emotions and their psychic uh process inner world yeah inner universe they're unconscious they become very creative Mm -hmm. and very loving you know they're they're getting in tuned with nature being being in closed environments and not connected to nature that's also an imbalance and most of us really kind of through our hectic life feel that or experience that and don't really see it as an imbalance but it is an imbalance and uh, what are the first things we can do once we uh, start to be aware of these imbalances and decide that it's time to move on and just it's not decide like starting now but start to have insights that it's time to change and do something what are the first things to do well just click on the link and uh, sign up for the mini course because it's free and it will put you right into the middle of your own process because people who are listening to this podcast are already on the path process yeah And I don't know about the other people who are disconnected from their need to address this imbalance because, you know, they they will get fed up at some point and intuitively attract something in their life that will begin their inner journey, inner discovery. But for those who are listening and they're in this uh, stage of jumping with curiosity into the unknown, just download the mini course and try it on. 
it's not going to give you enlightenment or everlasting happiness, but it can be a small piece of work that you can start today that can give you a taste for the experience of, of a transformational process. And then if you, you know, feel like you like it or feel that it worked for you or you saw the benefits and you want to try more or something deeper, you can always join us on thefeminine.com slash shop. And then we have different tailor-made programs for different levels of work that you can access and uh, go deeper inside of the feminine energy. I've seen this work do miracles with men as well through women or (laughs) actually directly to men Mm. in our luxury retreats that we held before uh, I got pregnant and we're gonna start at some point again we had this moment of inviting men into the sacred circle into, into the space and all the women in the course were in their transitioning towards really honoring the the feminine power and understanding the feminine wisdom. So they were, there were part of them doubtful that men will show up, doubtful that men will love it, doubtful that men won't be jerks about the conversation, because especially we were cultivating a very sacred environment, you know, very sacred practice, and it was mind blowing for me, of course for everybody, but for me because you know at that point in time I was like. When I started it, but then I was doing it regularly, there were queues of men outside of the lobby where they would have to enter where we were doing the workshops, like queues outside, like, the, yeah. you know, like a spectacle, uh, like when you're, you know, having this Broadway show and everybody's queuing outside with tickets. It was just, where are all these men coming from? And they were all ages. Yeah. All types of relationship from fathers to lovers to double lovers to husbands to children to sons to uh, office boss, you know, uh, office colleagues and stuff like that. It was friends. It was just mind freaking blowing. And during the ritual, they would like receive this beautiful transmission from the women as a priestess energy and kind of like bringing their feminine energy to their attention and activating the feminine energy in, in, in their body and in their life through different whatever you know we had to offer at that moment as a practice. Seeing men cry, you know, and being blown away by what they received and how it healed them and just like they were like they were coming in and they were getting out to different completely human beings and being very present to how beautiful and how profoundly impactful it is to connect with the feminine energy. And it touches lives. It, it's not about men and women. Yeah, I can, I can vouch in. I had one experience of all kind. And then the guy went being a jerk again. But I think it's my fault too. I mean, Yours. My fault too, yeah. I think it is your fault because you, that self-respect and that respect transmission from feminine to masculine really is a piece that you have to work on because that never happened in my life. Yeah. And I, and I really invited it kind of like, you know, <laughs> different lovers I had along the way. And even my current partner, the father of my kids, he showed up at the beginning in a ritual and you know after the ritual I considered dating him and stuff like that and friends and you know like 
even spiritual masters who came invited by other people and my whole dynamic with the masculine in my life whether they were in the work that I was doing or not really shifted and they were not only respectful but surrendering to my wisdom they felt the power of the work that I was doing and they were like you know whatever her intuition is saying to her I'd better listen because she's more informed than I am <laughs> which is true because when you really Uh, ground yourself in your feminine mature self you receive that psychic powers that work through your sensitivity you channel that through your sensitivity you channel that through your emotions when your emotions mature they're not just pissed off hysterical threatened based little girl emotions that can uh, it's your emotional self that can stay with negative emotions that knows the power of alchemy that can stay with positive emotions and kind of like go through in different levels of intensity. And that opens up the psychic powers and it opens up the psyche and you get channeled, you, you channel, you know the truth. You're just fluidly uh, <laughs> going to entering the second topic we're gonna address in another episode. So maybe we have to stop here. And I think I'm... I'm okay with the healing part. It's a process. I'm <laughs> I'm very abstract now because I think that any question I would ask you starts to be a bit redundant because eventually you just have to start and engage with the process and just let things settle their way. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's little explanation about the process, you know. You can observe it but the power comes from doing it. Yeah, that's true. So thank you and uh, see you in the next episode. <laughs> yeah, and for our listeners, you know, just try it on. It's free. It's really beautiful. And one of the things that I want to leave everybody who's listening uh, with is that the feminine work is very pleasurable. So really, you know, if you go through shitty periods and you have to deal with your negative emotions, the process is pretty pleasurable. So maybe, maybe pleasure uh, is something that you like, because I do. And, uh, you know, just feeling pleasurable and experiencing pleasure that can also bring uh, self-growth can be something attractive and inspiring. Then jump over to our mini course hit the link below and start your journey. Thank you, everybody.